Blog Talk Radio. morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Najee E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at Yield to the King well, Welcome to today's episode entitled Hidden Pictures. Can you see the obvious? Obvious, excuse me. And our promotional material reads like this. Sometimes I wish I had a huge magnifying glass to see what I'm missing. The purpose of a magnifying glass is to enlarge that which appears to be small or seems to be unclear to the naked eye. In other words, it improves our vision. The question for today is, how can we improve our vision of God the Father so we can see him in the midst of our daily living activities? In the book of Romans, in chapter 1, verse 20 says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. Even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. That's the New International Version. With the Holy Spirit's help, we can see God's hands in all things, feel his mighty power, and experience his steadfast love. Years ago, back in the 90s, people were intrigued with these books entitled Magic Eye. Today, they are advertised as a new way of looking at the world. You open the books, and on any given page embedded within the magic eye image was an enchanting hidden object that materialized right before our eyes, your eyes, my eyes. Oh, they were fun to look at then, and I'm sure they are still now. But I kid you not, for the life of me, at first glance, I couldn't see anything close to what was there. I didn't even know what I was looking for. Then eventually, my eyesight shifted, and lo and behold, there was the hidden object. Once I discovered that hidden object, I felt a great sense of accomplishment. You see, it was all about optical illusions in 3D. Check it out. Magic Eye has a website, and it's magiceye.com. On a more recent note, the other day, a highlight a highlights book was delivered for my 18-month-old grandson. For Christmas, I ordered him a set of books for him to start looking at and using when he turns two. And these books will be delivered uh, monthly for a year. The book that came was Hidden Pictures. Can you find the hidden object? I flipped through the pages, and the hidden objects were fruit, animals, furniture, cups, spoons, forks, you know all the things that encourage toddlers uh, to build their sight recognition. In some of these pictures, the hidden objects were obvious, but in others, not so. You had to scan the picture to see and find them. Today, I want to talk about our vision of God the Father. What do our natural eyes 
others with our spiritual eyes see and tell us. I want to go back to Romans chapter 1, verse 20, and this is the New International Version, and it reads, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. You see, God has revealed himself, and he's given humanity ample opportunities to know who he is. He reveals himself through nature, through Jesus Christ, and the word of God, the Bible. And so verse 20 in Romans chapter 1 is saying, humanity has no excuse for not seeing God, for who he is. And we certainly don't have any excuse for rejecting him. Is God the Father a hidden picture that can't be seen? In Proverbs 23, verse 33, the New International Version reads like this, your eyes will see strange things. Your mind will say the wrong thing. You see, most of us are programmed to believe what we see or don't see. Now, ponder this. What if what we see is not accurate or true because our vision is obstructed, distorted, colorless, or dim? What if there's a deeper meaning to what meets the eye? pause here for just a moment and share with you my experience with seeing and blindness. In the past, I have served as a social services provider for the deaf and blind. I was an independent contractor with the Deaf Blind Service Center. For my deaf clients, I was their ears, and we generally communicated through sign language, which makes sense. For my deaf blind clients, I was their ears and their eyes. I described the places we visited. For instance, how long the line was in the grocery store, the name of the, the, the brand name of the food choices on the shelves, maybe the number of people in the waiting room at the doctor's office, or maybe even the color of the walls in the doctor's office. Or sometimes I let them know how many feet from the entrance we parked, etc. And because sensory touch for the deaf blind is important, I use tactile sign language, which is touch. Sign language. My deafblind clients were totally dependent on me to provide them with information and/or a visual description of what their environment, uh, of their environment that they couldn't see, and this helped to anchor their experience. These are things that you and I sometimes take for granted, or people who are hearing and seeing. Now I shared that with you to ask this question. What if our perception and vision with our natural eyes distorted? Are things hidden? Do things appear to be one way or not? How many of us have had a near auto accident because we didn't see what was coming? I've heard statements like, I didn't see that car coming or it came out of nowhere. In Proverbs 29:18, there's uh, the New King James Version, not the New International, but the King James Version says, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the law, happy is he. You see, we must have vision. And let me make it plain. I'm not talking about being able to see versus blindness. Our spiritual vision comes from God. He gives us revelation. We must see things from a biblical perspective. A biblical view is not going to come from the natural eye. Our natural eyes have scales on them, blinders, if you will, 
And God removes those scales in order for us to see him and what he is revealing to us and what he is doing. Our spiritual awakening comes from the power of God through the Holy Spirit who gives us discernment and understanding. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, the New International Version, it says this, The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned through the Spirit. Now, as we move forward and move along, uh, I want to share with you and kind of go back and, and pick up some points out of the story of Saul Paul when he was on his road to Damascus. Now, Paul Saul gives his own personal account of his conversion in Acts chapter 22. We're going to look at verses 12 through 16, and these are the this is the international version. So in Acts 22 verse 12, it says, "A man named Ananias came to see me. He was a devout observer of the law and highly respected by all the Jews living there." Verse 13 says, "He stood beside me and said, Brother Saul, receive your sight." And at that very moment, I was able to see him. Verse 14 says, then he said, the God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and to hear words from his mouth. Verse 15 says, you will be his witness in all people, to all people of what you have seen and heard. Verse 16 says, and now what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized and wash your sins away, calling on his name. See, God opened Saul's eyes for him to see and know God. Let's talk about three main ways God has shown himself to us and how he has revealed himself. The first way being God can be seen in nature. He has revealed himself through nature. We just read that in Romans chapter 1 and verse 20. But I want to say this. The universe with its vastness and complexity gives testimony to God and his glory. Another account of this can be found in Psalm chapter 8, verses 3 through 4, New International Version. Verse 3 says, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, verse 4 says, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? See, the psalmist is saying that God's work, his hands, his fingers, and all his greatness and complexity and majesty set things into place and he, you know, the creator and who are we as mere men for him to be for God the Father to be mindful of us and to care for us. The other way that God has shown shown himself to us and revealed himself is through his son Jesus Christ. We see Jesus Christ in God the Father. And we see God the Father in Jesus Christ. In Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 2, the New International Version, it reads, In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. Verse 2 says, But in the last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. Jesus himself testifies that he had come to earth to reveal the will of God the Father. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 27, the New International Version, it reads, All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son. 
and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. The third way that God has shown himself and revealed himself is the word of God testifies of God's existence. God has revealed himself through the written word, which is the Bible, scriptures, his precepts, and his principles. The Bible is God's revelation of himself to humankind. 2 Timothy 3:16 verses uh, 2 Timothy, excuse me, 3, chapter 3, verses 16 through 17, NIV, reads like this. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Verse 17 says, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, in closing, God is not a hidden picture nor an optical illusion in 3D. He's real and alive as revealed to us through Jesus Christ. And Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit who resides in us, within us. It should be pretty obvious, I think. We just have to see through the proper lens. There is a difference between a person who has accepted Christ and the one who has not. Two very critical distinctions are the believer in Christ is forgiven. The son's sins are forgiven. And number two, the believer in Christ has the gift of eternal life. In short, we can only see and value God's gift to us if we look through the proper lens. How many of us need to tweak our eyesight or need that magnifying glass to read? Think about this. Bifocals contain two lens powers. Trifocals have three. Progressive multifocal lenses gradually change in power from the top half of the lens to the bottom, and thus contain many lens powers. The rest of the lens usually is for our distant vision. We just learned three ways, three different ways God has shown himself, has revealed himself to us through nature, through Jesus Christ, and scripture. Now the challenge is for us to see him in and throughout our daily activities. God is always around us. We just have to adjust our vision and look through the proper lens so we can see him for who he is. And with that, may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks. God bless you.